Hello and welcome to the Strength to be Human podcast with your host, poet and playwright Mark Antony Rossi. In this, our second year, we continue to explore the meaning of being an artist in an ever-changing digital world. Now, without further ado, here is your host. Hi, folks, and welcome back to Strength to Be Human. This is your host, Mark Anthony Rossi, poet and playwright. This evening, we're going to go with our episode 158, Possible Futures of Writing. Now, I know I had an episode uh, about a year ago that sort of touched upon this as well, but I wanted to go a little bit further. Plus, there are a lot of people that asked about it as well, so I, I appreciate that. Now, I hear a lot of moaning and groaning from from writers privately that you know they don't know you know where the whole electronic age is going to take writing they're wondering if it's just going to be a a fad so to speak well i tell you right now it's not a fad okay whether you want to get involved in or not and maybe just go a more old-fashioned way like you know print and go and go that route especially with the realities of the expense involved the amount of work involved the fact that Publishing houses print less and less each year that most of the major ones have consolidated and they pretty much have turned their back on, on literature for the most part. If you're not a celebrity or putting out a cookbook or some scandalous thing about this guy or that guy, I mean, right now you could probably put out a book about, you know, uh, aliens have kidnapped uh, Trump's brain and you, you'll probably get that that published before anything else worthwhile. I mean, that's really what we've gotten today. But if you don't want to go about that route, then you can you can recognize what I've seen for for decades now is that uh, the electronic means is a viable way to get the message out about our writing. I mean, in so many instances now, we're able to use email to carry forth our poems and essays and plays, even screenplays, where you used to have to use the regular mail before. It's now cheaper and faster to do that, and easier to track than ever before. That's also a real big part of the whole revolution of writing. I think for the most part, and I know I've said this a few times on other shows and I don't mind saying it again because it's the truth. I think we live in a day and age that has the most freedom that a human being has ever had on the planet. And for some reason, we seem to be the most insecure about that. It's like, oh my God, I have to be responsible uh, for my life and I have to actually make decisions. Uh, Yes, you do. Because uh, at the moment, we don't have a government that's going to do that for you. Unless you vote that in. So it's important as writers to not only make those decisions, but understand that you have the power more than anyone else has had to get your writing out there. You just have to be willing to learn what's necessary to market. Try to be as innovative as possible. I'm sure there's all kinds of ways that this can be done that don't require 17 nights of drinking coffee and just trying to brainstorm it. There's all kinds of different ways we can do that to market things, whether it's at our, our church or at school, whether it's at uh, building that website so people know about what we're doing, putting that address at the very signature at the bottom of every email we send out so people can always see that. Even if you're not mentioning it, you're mentioning it. It's always going to be there. Simple things like this make a big difference. Get you into 
more people's heads and in more people's hearts and maybe in more pe- people's homes. But this is what it's all about. But we have a lot of writers, unfortunately. A lot of them uh, email me on a regular basis. That they're, they're insecure. Not only about their writing and about their lives, but even about the freedom that's out there. Oh, I wish I didn't have to market. Well, that's why you have to market. And guess what, folks? Do not be fooled by that. Because if you don't want to go the independent route, well, guess what? The first time you have a publisher seriously take your work, they're going to send you a letter. And that letter is going to have three or four pages with it. And it's going to be, what is your marketing plan, Jill? Hey, uh, Jack, what's going on with the uh, the social media presence? You got a couple thousand followers yet? What have you done on this front? What have you done on that front? Do you are you are you able to do some radio or, or podcast interviews? Can you generate some some groundswell for those interviews, etc., etc., etc.? I've had this happen to me plenty of times before. What they ask you is pretty incredibly involved. I've had publishers literally say, "If you don't have five thousand followers on your social media, I'm not even sure if we can work with you." Now understand, all of this marketing stuff comes from publishers. All right, they're asking this stuff even before they ask. What's your book about? What kind of sample can you send me? Well, my favorite one, because it's still a marketing question. You just think it's something clever, but it's not. What can you compare this book to other things out there on the market that sold decently? Because basically, you're not allowed to be original. You got to be practically a, you know, a half ripoff of of, of the Hunger Games or something before anyone's going to take you seriously. But this is the stuff they're asking you. So I don't know how that sounds any more positive than, oh, I got to do this myself. Oh, I got to market myself. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got to keep all the profits yourself, too, because that's another a part of being an independent writer. Or even putting together your own in the publishing house. The same reason. For all your work, you get that money back and more. Why not be in control of your own message? Why not figure out how you want to put this together? Because they're not going to put it together for you. Most, most publishing houses are very, very, very small marketing arm at best. You might get a, a locally uh, a interview that they might arrange. You might get a little um, trade sheet ad that they put together. It looks like something that you know was done in the 1970s. And this is 2020. And if they sprung for that at all, it's amazing. Don't be surprised that sometimes they even charge you for that. In your royalties, the ones that you might, you know, get. That's the kind of reality you're facing. So, quite frankly, there is no future in writing if you're not marketing, if you're not figuring it out, because it doesn't matter what road you go, the small press road, the big press road, independent road, the strictly electronic ebook road, I don't care what you want to call it, and what road you think you're going on, it's all going to start and stop at marketing. If you haven't figured that out or if you haven't really got yourself in gear to that, well, I guess you just like writing and putting stuff out there that people are not going to buy, that don't know anything about it. Because that's the whole point of marketing, to let people know about what you've done. It's really that simple. It's nothing more complicated than that. Now, I believe that not only does writing have many futures in, in, the, in the whole gist of 
what writing is, but I also believe that we still need to figure out innovative ways to do this. Some of them might be with devices and some of them might not be. I've known people, and I'm not suggesting that this is what you have to do, but I've known people that did bakery stuff and, and included, you know, a little note about their writing in there. I've known people that sell other products and mention what they're doing with their writing. Right now on this show, because I can tell not only the countries that pick up on it, I can even tell the states that are listening to it. I can tell the devices that people use in the various platforms. It's amazing what you can tell. So I actually have people that use the Roku devices to um, put my show up on, on Spotify, which is connected to uh, Roku, but it'll come out as a Roku credit, not as a Spotify credit for that. I, same thing with the Apple Watches. People listen to my show on the Apple Watch, and I can actually tell. Not a lot, but amazingly enough, enough to where it's like, wow, how convenient that is, how interesting that is. We're going to have more and more of these things. As you already know, we got uh, refrigerators that have screens where they'll actually tell you the stuff that's in the refrigerator. They'll even develop a list for you that they can email you on stuff they think you need to buy. I don't know if I want a refrigerator telling me I need milk. But I guess, you know, if you have that kind of complex life, maybe you need that. You got me. But I wouldn't mind a refrigerator telling somebody else, hey, why don't you buy Mark's book? Here it is, that. here's the link. You can literally hit it. You can make your refrigerator Wi-Fi and, and hit it. Check it out. I know people right now that are they're combining uh, the ebook uh, files along with a video file and sometimes even an audio file. It'll actually read a little bit about the book. I'll tell you a little bit about the book. We'll even show you something. These kind of meldings or hybrids of various platforms and technologies out there, it's going to be part of the new future for writing. We need to be able to try to figure out how to get on board that sort of stuff because it's becoming more and more popular. And as it becomes more popular, well, we need to be able to get our message out there as well. Because if we don't, what's going to be out there? Huh? I'm looking at my screen on the refrigerator and I'm hearing about an oil change and, and Betty has a new batch of cookies. Hey, God bless them both, but let's get some literature up there too, okay? No one says we can't be doing that except for ourselves. And, of course, the various older forms of marketing is still important. Do you know I got more people that turn me down for a podcast interview than, than, than actually say yes? I'm not talking about people that are having scheduling problems. I'm people literally saying, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I want to do this or not. I don't know if I'm interested in that. I don't know if my book is viable or not. I don't know if I can do it without getting nervous. Some of them literally say, no, I'm just not interested at all. As they complain on the social media about no one's checking out their stuff and Facebook stinks and this, that, and whatever. Really? So, you got me on that. I'm still I'm still amazed by, by hearing that sort of nonsense. I really do. Because again, your job is to get that book out there. I know you thought your job was just to figure out how to conquer self-doubt and families that don't support you and a spouse that thinks you're a weirdo, and all the time you got to fit it in between your scheduling and your life and your job and raising kids and working out and all that, you thought that was it. Well, no, that's just the beginning. <laughs> After you're done, you got to go figure out, well, how am I going to get this thing out there? And that's going to take some time to figure out. You could do what some people do. Set up a website early. 
put some stuff out there, like little pieces of chapters or samples or something. This is what I'm working on. It'll be, I believe, released around this time or whatever. Especially if you're independent, you know, um, writer and publisher, you could do that. But it helps germinate interest. Hey, I like this. I like this. This is what's going. Blah blah blah. This, this. That's what you need to be doing. Because guess what? The connection that you make with somebody when they're writing a poem or an essay or a play or whatever, that's the same connection you need to make when you put together a project full of plays or full of poems, full of nonfiction or full of fiction. That's what you have to do. You have to have to make a connection for that too. And it's a good idea to start earlier than, than later. It really is. But I guess whenever you start, just start because you have to do it. There's no way around it really. I mean, if you decide to give up or if you decide to put it aside, that's that's what you're doing. You're just writing a bunch of books and what are you planning on doing with them? It doesn't make sense. Now, I'm not saying that your goal needs to be, I want to be a household word tomorrow. I want to sell a million books. I'm not saying anything's wrong with those goals, but to be realistic, you know, it could take a while for that. And meanwhile, you still have to learn how to communicate to people, how to get your message out there. How to market in all the different ways that are possible and maybe even invent a few. There's nothing wrong with doing that. Do that every way you can. I know people that put flyers up at Starbucks and, and, and Panera's because they have bulletin boards where you could put up local things. Go check me reading this out. Go check out this book. It's over on this link. Give me an email back. I'll send you a free gift or whatever. I mean, they, they sell... Um, uh, they send... Uh, bookmarkers and sometimes pens with their name and the link on it all kinds of different things you could be doing I mean especially if you're an independent publisher or independent writer I mean it is an investment so why not invest in yourself it's a lot better than giving money to these thieves called vanity publishers or all these liars called you know editors for hire they just take your money they don't do anything to help your project very much put it through Grammarly and, and, and spell check on the word program and then they send you Send it back to you at $700 later. You could have did that for free yourself. For nothing. Is that what you want to spend your money on? Or you want to actually just invest in yourself? There's nothing more honorable and worthy than taking a chance on yourself. How many times have you taken a chance on junk? How many times have you taken a chance on, on people that didn't come through? Huh? How many times have you taken a chance on, on relatives because they're blood, Mark, because they're blood? Like that means anything. The only thing that means anything in the end is are they going to return your respect? Are they going to be reliable? Because if they're not, what does blood mean then? And again, you're willing to spend all your time and money with these people. Okay, wonderful. Now, why don't you spend some time and money on yourself? Believe in yourself. Spend the money on yourself. Because in the end, that's always going to be a better venture than with a bunch of weirdos, a bunch of strangers, a bunch of people that don't know what you're doing because you know what you're doing. Now it's time to get it out there. We got people right now doing these book trailers. They're pretty much like a little video that tells something about your about your book that you now can insert in different places. They're very inexpensive to get made. You can get a decent one made for like $25. These are not difficult things. You can get audio ones, you can get video ones. You can make your own banners up. Really easy to do. There's lots of free programs out there that you can do all kinds of graphic stuff with and royalty art all over the place. I mean, my entire 
journal, aerial chart for the last four years is full of that. That I did myself. I'm not an artist, I'm a writer. But it's what's necessary to learn. I had to learn enough of that to make it make it decent, to help other writers out. You could do the same thing. Not complicated. You get used to it real quickly. You could do it quickly and get it over with. In fact, there'll be there'll be downtimes for writing when you don't feel like writing, when you don't feel like editing. Well, that's a good time now to sort of figure out what you want to do for marketing. Okay? But I'm telling you right now, as an essential, a basic given, you should have a, a, a decent website. You should have a presence at least on Facebook and Twitter. If you want, you can go Instagram, Instagram around if you want to go that way. I'm not against it, but it's, it's much more visual than anything else. So you better have a couple of pieces of art or something there that you could put down there. That could be helpful you know, to help promote what you're doing. There's a couple of sites that you can take quotes from your book and put it on there. and It just puts it together in the background and now sends it over to the internet. And people can read that. Hey, I like that quote. They'll see that you know it's coming from you. They can just Google you and find you. Find your book. Make sure it's out there. It's another way of doing that. We talked about the email at the bottom of the email. There's another great ray right there. But these are really the essential things you should be doing. They're all inexpensive. They're all easy to do. You want to go in the more difficult realm of Tumblr and, and, and Reddit, you can. I don't really find them to be that interesting or that useful for my own purposes. To me, again, if I, I don't want to get so damn complicated. i got to be some computer genius. But if you can figure them out and use them to your advantage, there's nothing wrong with that. I just think that Facebook and Twitter are just simply a lot more popular and a lot easier to handle. And you're going to get a lot more uh, people that check it out. Uh, LinkedIn is another one you could put together. Instead of putting together a business resume, which is what it's mostly about, you could put together an art resume. That's what I did. I put together a whole resume of all the stuff I've been doing. I was the editor of this. I'm done of doing that. Blah, blah, blah. I got a piece coming out here. This is what I got going on over there. Blah, blah, blah. It brings people over to the show. It gets people over to the site. I've sold some books that way as, as well, ebooks, just because it has a link going right to the ebook. So it works. Can't hurt to use it. Again, another free platform, another platform where you can, you can get your message out there. These things are pretty standard. In fact, folks, they're so standard that if you don't do them, not only you're hurting yourself and your writing, you're going to hurt your chances if a, a book, big publisher one day, uh, you know, sends you a letter. Hey. I'll check this out, but by the way, what's going on with this, that, whatever, what's your marketing plan? And you, you can't respond back. Yeah, I don't have any of that. I'm serious. You, you <laughs> If you're crazy enough to not have any of that stuff, okay, don't be crazy enough to tell them I don't have this. <laughs> you better figure out a way to scramble and get all that stuff quickly because you got to respond back. Are they going to notice that, you know, you just made the Facebook and you only got like 50 followers? Yeah. But that sure is better than having nothing because that's what you will have if you don't do something if you haven't done it already. Because you will be asked. It is now standard that this sort of stuff is done. I'm telling you. And when you read through these three pages, you're going to be shocked. Who do you know that can buy your book? How many followers do you have? How many platforms are you on? Do you have an email address? Do you have a website uh, account? Um, do, you, do you have... Um, uh, what was it that they said? Oh, yeah. Do you have places you think that can review the book? Do you got people that might want to help you promote the book? Can you get on to this show? Can you do that? Can you do this? Can you do that? 
I mean, it's unbelievably endless, it seems like. The stuff they're asking you. I know. Why didn't they ask me about the book first? Because your book is a product. Because publishing is now strictly 100% of business. You're going to get this from the agent. You'll be shocked. Send them a, a little piece of your work. If you even get someone to respond back to you, they I like this. Now they want to know what your marketing plan is. What are you doing? Because they got to relay that back to the publisher. Hey, uh, Jill's got this really interesting uh, spy novel with a romantic twist. Okay. And I, I think it has some real worthy of attention. And um, she's on this site. She's doing that. She's putting some blurbs out. She's got this. She's got that going on. That's a package, they call it. Something they might actually be able to sell to a publisher. You got to give them all of that. You can't give them part of it. You can't say, I'll get back to you later on it. Can't be, you can't say the most unforgivable words. Uh, but what does that have to do with writing? <laughs> Everything, okay? <laughs> that's just the way the world now is. Remember about the freedom we were talking about before? Well, that's the freedom right there. You're free to do all that stuff or you're free to get ignored. Because guess what? I guarantee you any, 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 any agent that's done well selling books... It's probably got anywhere between 500 to 1,000 inquiries a week, easily. If you get any kind of response for them at all, even a rejection, or even some kind of helpful word of advice, which every so often they'll do, you got some folks that are just decent, God bless them. They're going to want to inquire about that. They're going to ask you about that. They're going to tell you, you know, don't give up, don't do this, do that. So it's absolutely essential. Because guess what? If you thought it was a business for the publisher, it's like 700,000% of business for the agent because that's how they make all of their money. If they're a shady agent, then they make money from sending you to people who edit your book so they can get a cut of that action or, or send you for this supposedly marketplace that helps you market the book or build a website. They get a cut of that action. Real agents don't do this kind of crap. You're supposed to do it yourself. And believe me, whatever you do with yourself will always be cheaper than anyone will ever charge you. Okay? doesn't cost $1,000 for a decent website. You could do it for a couple bucks. Really, you can. So just keep all of this in mind. That's the future. And one of the possible futures of writing is... Figuring out new ways for us to be able to market and find new vehicles to carry out our writing. I know one guy, he said, Mark, I'm trying to figure out a way how I can get the airplane to shoot up my net and, and tell him a little bit about my book. I said, it's not a bad idea, but you got to remember a couple of things. It's not cheap. Even if you know the people and you want to get a good deal, you got to make sure you time it. A really good weather day and where people are going to be able to see it. And where is where can they see it that they can really jot this down? I mean, if you're on the beach, you know, my butt's sitting in sand and my head's on fire, you know, and I'm looking for some Gatorade. Uh, I'm really not looking for my phone or my pen. I can barely see my phone screen from the damn sunlight. And most people, including me, don't even carry a pen anymore. I don't know. Maybe I can snap a picture of it, blow it up later. That's probably the best I could do. But remember, the harder you make it for somebody to get that message to you, you know, to do something with it, well, that that's that could be an issue in the end. 
but I don't, I don't, I don't put it down as a, a bad idea. It's not. It's a good way to try to figure out how can I do something different in marketing. Not a bad idea, you know. I've seen some diners that in, embedded in their tables, they have a clear plexiglass over it. They let all these different businesses put advertisements in there, and they charge them for that. It's another way to raise money for the for the diner. Because you're sitting there, you're looking at that. You might take a picture of it. You might write something down or whatever. Who's to say you can't put that in there? You got some people with menus at restaurants where you can put advertising in there. Who's to say you can't put that in the table or in somebody's menu? Or who's to say you don't give a place, even a business, a small flat fee and a stack of small flyers? Hey, you might give this or throw this in everybody's bag so they can maybe check out my book. You could probably put that in pizza boxes too. I've seen people advertising on that lately too. There is so many different things you can do. And remember, when we're talking about these flyers, we're talking about something that's inexpensive. You can design it yourself on your computer, okay? Run off a master copy and you go to a printer anywhere. And and, and they'll do it for cheaply. Some places will even do it with your own color paper. You give it to them, they just they just do the printing part of it. Or, if you want, run off a 50 or 100 at the house. I mean, it, it don't cost any more than $15 for an ink cartridge. You can get hundreds of things out of it before it dies. It's still cheaper probably than even going to a printer most of the times. But this is another way of getting things done. You could put it in, in, uh, you know, in, in uh, apartments on their doors, apartment buildings. You could run over and put a bunch on there. You could put it at businesses for them to give it out. Laundry mats are a cool place to leave stuff. They usually have a, a bulletin board where you can leave it there. It could be there for months before anyone even takes it down. People sitting around smoking a cigarette at one of those laundry mats. They can check out your book. Especially if you have a link on it. They probably have a smartphone. Boom, they can check it out right there. Before they even go home. Now I know it sounds weird that um, laundry mats. But hey, there's still plenty of laundry mats out there. Especially in college towns. They're all over the place. Colleges are another place. You can get a lot of free interviews on college radios. They're always looking for somebody. Email them and check it out. There's no reason why you can't do that. I know a few people that they wrote some uh, romance novels with a paranormal twist. There's actually a genre now called paranormal romance. Well, guess what? You could go on to a straight paranormal show... And they'd be able to willing to talk about that book because it's still a paranormal subject. You could talk about some of the real cases that they felt were going on and you could talk a bit about your book. There you go. Instant publicity. You don't have to have a paranormal romance show. Just a paranormal show. You'd be surprised how many people wouldn't mind having you on. Same thing with the sci-fi angle and, and all kinds of... There's, there's lots of things you could be doing. You just have to open your head and your mind to them. And just send an email and check it out. Know inside and out what your book's about. So you can have some fun promoting it. And you can have some fun on a show like that. The more the more interesting and entertaining you are. The more that people are going to want to check out the book. It's just really that simple. We're going to see more and more of these things. As technology is changing. Remember the near future that's coming up for us, buddy. It's not... Not far away where you're going to have grandchildren that don't even go to theaters anymore because they won't exist. They're dying right now as we speak. Another year or two, 
they're not even going to be around anymore. Other than something for nostalgia. And what takes its place? Well, it's going to be all kinds of various venues that have something to do like they're doing over in Copenhagen right now. They sell a card at, at, a, at, a, at a, a, a one-stop place. It looks like a, almost like a, one of those telephone card. You put your credit card in and, and it pops out a card. You pick which one you want. A lot of those cards, they have various values on them. $10, $20, $30. And within that value, they have a la carte the things you might want to order. I want a sports package over here. I want a couple of these channels over there. I want that music thing over there all together. Boop, you program it. You stick it into the device in your house and you get to watch that for a month. If you hate it, you go get a different card next month or try something else. Or maybe just keep trying different things all the time. That's going to be really popular in the future. That's where that's where the internet and cable is going in many instances with streaming. It's going to be 100% soon. There's going to be places for you to market your book. I'm sure there's going to be all kinds of public access channels and regular channels where you could put something on there. Hey, check out my book, blah, blah, blah. It's where everyone's going to be looking and where everybody's going to be seeing. And some things haven't died. Remember, they kept saying print books going to die because of the ebook. No, it's still going to be around. So is ebooks. It's still going to be a viable part of the future. And radio didn't die, and it's not going to die. It's still going to be a part of it as well. All of these things are possible futures for writing. Because basically, the future of writing is all about how we can figure out marketing. Those that can do this, those that can figure this out, those that even make some kind of attempt, well, they have a greater chance of having a, having a life in writing in the future. And those that won't, they're going to fade away. It's going to happen more and more. You'll, you're going to notice this. In the years to come, you'll notice there'll be less ebooks out there. There'll be less people to, that you've ever seen before. Because all these people are going to drop away eventually. Because they just don't want to innovate. Don't want to investigate. And, and therefore, it's, they're, just, they're not going to go nowhere with what they're doing. Now, it's a pity because I have no doubt that a lot of them are probably very talented. Probably stuff that we should be checking out. But if you don't go that extra route to do what's necessary to get discovered, to get out there in front of an audience, to get your message you know, known, well, you won't go nowhere. That's just the simple fact of it all. That's what freedom is all about, meaning you got to do stuff yourself. Remember, everywhere we go in life where it has freedom, it has the room for you to explore to be who you are. More people than ever before are in print or in an ebook or going out there doing something about their life because they think it's important to be out there. Sometimes it could be as small as this is my family's story and I like my family to know about it and they do the entire project for maybe a couple hundred people to have and that's it and they're happy with that. And I'm never against anything like that because, you know, it's honorable and it's noble. And there's others that, they, you know, they're going to shoot for something bigger. That's fine. There's nothing wrong for shooting for the stars. Go. What's the worst that can happen? You hit the sky? That's still great. Versus doing nothing at all. So really keep this in mind, folks. Future of writing is marketing. What is marketing? Any way and anything you can think of to remind people that your book is out there. 
It really helps to have some kind of a link. Any kind of link that's going to be necessary to help promote your book. Even if you don't have a website yet, but you still want to market it and you're still working on getting a website, get a link that tells something about the book. Even if it's just Amazon or something, you're going to have something to start with. But get it out there, folks. It really makes all the difference in the world for all of us as writers. Because remember, whatever you're figuring out, maybe other people can eventually use themselves. You could be innovating all kinds of ways to help other writers. Because it's something we need to learn to do, too. To try to help each other as much as possible. Alright folks. Until next time. God bless. This is Strength to be Human. That's a Possible Futures in Writing. Episode 158. Good night. Thank you for listening. Follow the show and support our efforts by visiting our sponsors at www.strengthtobehuman.com or purchasing an ebook at www.somapublishing.com.